Welcome to this edition of Sean and D's Good Tape. Sean Newell, Dennis Brzezinski. How you doing, D? Hello, Bungo. I'm doing good. How was your week, man? Not bad. Not bad. You know, just hanging in there, trying to get through with all the craziness going on in the world. Coronavirus is uh, taking us back over again after calming down. But you know what? We do this to kind of get away from the real world for an hour or so. Exactly. And, and, and hopefully it's a break for other people, too, just to you know listen to two friends bullshit about music and sidebars and all that stuff. So. And for the last time in 2020, because this is our season finale, our our season one finale is this episode number 23. And number 23 is perfect, Sean, because whose number is that? That's Michael Jordan's number, D. The greatest of all time? Absolutely. <laughs> Good, that's settled. Fuck you, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it works out. So so th- that's the deal is uh, uh, we're kind of leaving this open-ended. Uh, you know, you, you might hear from us you know between now and, and the first of the year but uh yeah but yeah no the holiday season's coming up and 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 you know things are get a little crazy around that time it'll be the season one finale regardless because if we do anything else if we're just like oh let's do something on these three songs or something it'd just be some bo- uh, maybe a bonus episode you know a 10 or 15 minute episode here or there so um you know we'll, you never know when we might pop up again but we'll start season two after the first of the year interestingly enough this this uh this show is going to be you know some of our favorite songs from this year from 2020 uh, uh, but did you see that just i think friday garth brooks released his album i did not no how did i miss that yeah. i did not see i that. have no idea uh, i haven't listened to it yet it's called fun uh okay uh, but he put it out it's his first non-major label record uh uh, and put it out so wow so that might be that might be something we can you know hop on here you know from you know talk 10 15 minutes about it yeah uh, but uh but yeah no that's it. i'm surprised you didn't see that a song that i thought about putting on this list today which i didn't so we can talk about it for just a second i don't know if you've heard it or not but he and his wife trisha yearwood did a cover of the song shallow and it's really good you brought that I, you brought that up i don't know whether it was on the show or, or you know in the break or something uh, uh but that's on the new album yeah uh uh, I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, I, th- you've seen that movie, right? Oh the yeah. Stars Born. Yeah. Stars uh-huh. Born. Yeah. So good. It is a good movie. Yeah. It's sad though. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's got a lot of ups and downs, but overall the arching thing is it's pretty damn sad. <laughs> so Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga is yeah. amazing. And like, I, I just didn't, I like, yeah, this gave me a whole new respect for her. Bradley Cooper is obviously amazing, an awesome actor, but mm-hmm. have you like, seen the, the original one? The one with Barbara Streisand? That's actually not the original one. That's okay. a remake of the the uh, the so, one that came out. In, so yeah, this is number yeah. three. Okay. So yeah, have you seen yeah. either of the other two then? Because I have not. No, I have not either. I have not either. And the only reason I watched that one was because it was getting so much Oscar buzz. And uh, you know, so I was sitting in a hotel somewhere. I don't remember where I was at. And uh, I was like, all right, mate, I'll check this out. And of course, no surprise, the ending. Tears streaming. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a big theme for this show too. Yeah, this is a... the back half, or, or not this show, side B. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah. And, 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 and before we get to the first song, and that, that's what I decided to do was the, the way these songs ended up being is, and we've got 10 of them this week, is uh, there was, you know, bands and kind of good rock songs. And then there was the back half was a lot of singer songwriter sort of things. Uh, and, and so I kind of grouped that together that way, but I think it flowed really nicely. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we talked about uh, how this was one of my favorite playlists. Like I listened to this all fucking week. I think the thing of it, I think so the, good. I think the reason it was so good is because it was fresh. You know, we don't do a lot of fresh playlists that we haven't really, you know, I mean, we've done some where we didn't know songs and, and all that stuff, but this is brand new material that was fresh to both of us. I mean, some of these songs, when we decided last week we would do 2020, some of the songs I had picked, I had never heard before. Um, you know, I just like the, like the Struts song that we're going to talk about in a little bit, that song I had never heard. And I saw, Oh, Tom Morello's on that too. And I know how much you like rage and Tom Morello and all of that stuff. So I thought, let me listen to that. I listened to the song and I was like, wow, you know, this is, this is awesome. But there was a lot of music in 2020 that was not so good that from bands that you would think, Oh, they probably got some good stuff. One of the things that I, uh, kind of listened through because I also know your love of John Bon Jovi. Um, I listened a little bit through their new record. <laughs> it, ooh, it, I, I was not a fan. I'm not saying through a second listen, I might not like it better. I'm not really ripping on the album or anything, but first, first here was not uh not good for, for old John. Uh, I, I don't think Richie Sambora is in the group anymore. No, he's not. And, and Bon Jovi peaked with uh, New Jersey, which was probably like 88 or 89. Uh, you know, from then it kind of, you know, that was pretty much the peak of that hair metal sort of a phase too, like where everybody, yeah. Uh, but he still had, he's threw out a couple of good songs recently and, and my love of John Bon Jovi. Slippery When Wet is a great fucking album. Though. It is, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not ripping on you for liking Bon Jovi. You just like John Bon Jovi more than I do, so. Yeah. <laughs> Blaze of Glory. Come yeah. on, that's a great fucking album. Young Guns too. <laughs> Uh, you know, the, the interesting thing about it though, is, is, is I think the reason I didn't like it immediately is because if you listen to it, it doesn't necessarily sound like him. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, uh, processing going on with his voice, I think, to make his voice sound like his voice, which then makes it not sound so much like his voice, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to bother listening to the song. Because <laughs> like, yeah. he, remember, he went, he went kind of country. Yeah, one, right? yeah, he did. Which that doesn't yeah. bother me. I mean, yeah. that's not a not a deal breaker. Well, no, no, no. For me but but, it, but it's just weird. Like it was the uh, with Jennifer Nettles. The, that that song yeah. with Jennifer Nettles about you can't go home or whatever it was. Not a bad song, but yeah. I think that was one of the ones that was the Coles earworm that just like <laughs> the Coles deal earworm. with this shit anymore. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of Coles of that, earworm. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, uh, God damn, we haven't even started with the songs. Uh, but one of the things I'm so happy about not being in that fucking store anymore is they would start playing Christmas music November 1st. And you know how much I fucking hate Christmas music. Christmas music sucks. It just does. The worst. Oh. The, worst. Mm. the only the only decent Christmas album that I can think of is John Denver and the Muppets. <laughs> wow. It's fucking great. Wow. Play it for your kids. That's it. That's the only, that's the only Christmas music I like. Wow. That's crazy. That's, that's pulling one out from the past. No doubt about it. And you know, I can hear people on here right now going that we're terrible for saying that, but it just, it's the problem is, is it's so in your face for at least a month and a half or two months of the year and you just Ah. can't make it go away. That's the biggest problem for me. 
And it's just such a fucking cop-out and sell-out sort of thing. And as I say that, I'm also thinking about a Happy Christmas War is Over by John Lennon. Great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Pearl Jam has a Christmas song. Uh, uh, that's that's good. That was one of their first fan club releases. And the, uh, the name of it is Escaping Me. That's embarrassing. This is yes. John Denver in the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, that's Disney owned now. Oh, ooh, let me pause that. Let me get that. Oh, I can't get that off fast enough. Right, and the season so, finale turned into the series finale, all because of one three-second song play. Oh, crap. So speaking of different yes. and, and unlike what they put out, let's jump into the playlist, Sean. Yeah. Track one. Yes. On side A is Dance of the Clairvoyance by Pearl Jam. Such a great fucking song. Like, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, and, uh, go ahead. It, it, I, I remember when, uh, okay, so Bill Simmons is a, a runs the ringer and all that shit, and he's big in Spotify. Hello, Bill. Uh, is uh, uh, debuted like the first few seconds of the song as because he always plays Pearl Jam at the top, Corduroy. He always plays Corduroy at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, starts with, but he first hears Pearl Jam. And, uh, and he said that on one of the episodes and I think it was in January and it was this weird like nine inch nails sort of beat, which is the baseline that Stone Gossard, not Jeff Amon, came up with. Uh, it's like, it was just odd. And then all of a sudden, you know, you hear that when they release a single, like in late January, you're just like, this is nothing at all like Pearl Jam, but it's no, and it took took so much time for me to get used to it. The, the Bowie kind of talking heads vibe that it has is, but it's, it's probably my favorite song on the record. I would agree. It, it did take a, a listener, it was probably, probably five or so listens to like understand what the vibe was. And then once you hear it, you're just like, you know what? It's, it's okay when an artist does something totally out of, uh, out of their wheelhouse, because sometimes it can turn out good. And this is the, uh, the idea that it, that it turned out well, my favorite part of the song is uh like about six lines in where where he goes and equally hard to control and they kind of hold that and then he like changes his voice when he says so save your predictions and he says it like so angry and like eddie vetter growly and it just like kicks you in the kicks you in the teeth a little bit and 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 his voice and cadence is perfect with Mm -hmm. the song too like uh uh my favorite line is the the looser things get the tighter they become the looser things get tighter. Not one man can be greater than the sun. That's not a negative thought. I'm positive, positive, positive. You know, like that's, that could be talking about a million things, but it's, it's just, oh, so beautiful. Yeah. What do you think this whole, what do you think this whole, cause I mean, we don't really have this in the notes. What do you see this overarching song being about? This song? Mm-hmm. The, I, I mean, well, it's, it's basically, you know, I know the girls want to dance away their circumstance. I know the boys want to grow their dicks and fix and fire things. It's, it's, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's calling out the Trump administration. Uh, you know, Eddie's not, not a, a embarrassed by his political views or, or you, shame to it. Yeah. You to don't have to that. wonder where he, where he stands on things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I think, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, uh, the, if you don't learn from mistakes, then you're just going to repeat the same things over and over again. Uh, 
there was that one line and it's, let's, uh, when the past is the present and the future is no more, when every tomorrow is the same as before. Uh, I, I mean, it's basically, you know, the cycle of fucking society. Like we're not learning from the shit that we've done in the past. And, and, and the clairvoyance, you know, looking into the future. That, 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 that's what I hear. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, there's so many ways you could interpret this. There's, there's a, he, the way he jumps around with um his thought process and it, that makes sense. That, that totally makes sense. You know, where, where you're going with it because it is talking about people and overarching power and stuff like that. But uh, I just wanted to, I just wanted to see if you'd actually heard, cause I'd never heard him really, even in the Simmons interview, I don't think he necessarily completely explains where he's going with this song. Well, like you, like you not liking to watch videos because you want to remain, you, mm-hmm. you want the interpretation of the song to be yours. Uh, Eddie Vedder is huge on that. And Pearl Jam is huge on that. Like take, take this song for what you want it to be. You know, like, like I wrote it this way, but if this song means something to you and there's going to be several songs on this, on this playlist that are like that, just let it mean what it it means to you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what, again, you know, one of the best things about music is just, you know, the emotions it can make you feel. You can think uh, of, you can think of it whatever you will. The answer was a perfect storm of experimentation and real collaboration, mixing up the instrumentation and building a great song, and Ed writing some of my favorite words yet around Matt's killer drum pad. Did I mention Mike's insane guitar part and that Stone is playing bass on this one? We've opened some new doors creatively, and that's exciting. That's a, the basis, Jeff, I'm on uh, a quote from him on the song. Yeah, no, it's, and again, it's so fun that this song was so odd when it came out, like, just like, I mean, just listen, listen to that synth, you know, that like the synthesizer sound to it that you don't, yeah, it's just odd for Pearl Jam. Yeah. And, and it's not because you can see Matt, like the video I sent you last night, you can see Matt is playing the drums it's just you know maybe maybe something in pro tools or something well i think they, just, i think they did originally do it on a drum machine though from what i from from something that i saw eddie say that originally it was done that way oh interesting mm-hmm. i think so this, i could be wrong about that but i'm pretty sure oh well it doesn't matter but the fact that that matt cameron can actually pull it off too yeah <laughs> well he's a good drummer yeah yeah he's an amazing drummer and i can't wait to see this song live It'll be an interesting song to see live, no doubt about it. That video you sent last night of them kind of all playing it in their different areas and stuff like that was pretty cool. But just all of them having to sync up live will be interesting to see how they pull it off. And it was, you know, it started with, okay, let's try this again. Take three. (laughs) That was the, uh, uh, their performance from all in Washington. That was a a benefit for the the homeless people in Washington, I believe. Oh, speaking of uh, Pearl Jam, by the way, I did uh, last night. I was uh, sitting here and you know how you start watching one video on YouTube and that leads to like, you know, 15 different rabbit hole videos on YouTube. I watched the uh, Eddie Vedder Beyonce redemption song from that uh, event in New York again. And it's still just, it's still so weird to me to see those two sing together but they did a nice job yeah and and the him and chris martin doing that uh uh, uh that one song uh, don't sleep it's over which was by the the, the god damn i can't fucking remember anything anymore uh, <laughs> history never repeats you know but that yeah. whole thing we got into uh on my last uh sean needs to like these songs too but uh but yeah no it's just it's a great pairing but it's odd you just never expected to, mm-hmm. to see it 
Yeah. Stand back when the spirit comes, Sean. <laughs> so next song on the list is Shame Shame by Foo Fighters. I almost said Pearl Jam. Um, it's a song that debuted a few weeks ago on Saturday Night Live. Um, we talked about it a little bit when it uh, the morning after that it uh, that it came out. But um, it's going to be off their album that's coming out early next year. And, you know, this is also kind of a little bit of a change in sound, you know, similar to Dance of the Clairvoyance for Pearl Jam. This is that for Foo Fighters. That's exactly why I put these two songs together on, on the playlist because it, it's such a large step away from what they're known for, especially food fighters. Jesus Christ, you know, like he always talks about it's big drums and big guitars, you know, like, yeah, you know, why do you sound like Nirvana? He's like, no, it's rock and roll, it's big drums and big guitar. And this one just has got a fucking cool, crazy ass beat to it. Uh, the best line in this song is the opening one. If you want to, I'll make you feel something real just to bother you. Oh, that was like, weird that you did that the way you just did that. You were literally saying it over the top of him saying it. Because, you know, I'm playing it underneath oh, for real? Yeah, that was weird. I didn't hear it. I hear it now, but I didn't hear it before. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's so different and, and unique. And it just goes to the talent of this fucking man. Uh, so, sidebarish. Yes. Uh, I There was like a, a Google News link article that I read that was talking about... Uh, uh, flat albums by great bands and uh the one they pick sonic highways for the foo fighters what that's one of yeah. their better albums honestly yes. it's probably yes. it's probably top three on their list of albums color in the shape absolutely Wasting number one light yes sonic highways that order right yeah there. that's that's exactly the order that i would put them into yeah that's yeah. uh that's that's bizarre i thought i, I thought know. sonic highways was was really awesome just the way that they constructed it and yeah, that doesn't make any sense. There's a lot of albums of the Foo Fighters that I could I could um, say that with, but not the not those three. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I was shocked that that was the one that they picked. You know, uh, uh, but and, and I wouldn't think any of the Foo Fighters albums would be a flop, considered a flop. But no, no, not a flop. Yeah. But I mean, not like not as good as you know. There are some Foo Fighters albums that you're not necessarily going to pop in and listen to all the way through. Sonic Highways isn't one of those. You can listen to every song on that on that album and it's good oh my gosh that's so good and that goddamn tv series i need to watch that again like you, just, you bought me uh, that you bought me that dvd and i i, I, I watched it I once did. i need to watch it again yeah i remember you said you hadn't seen it yet and mm-hmm. I, I can't remember where it was but i just got on amazon and sent it to you but yeah 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 that was fun <laughs> yeah. i was like where, uh, where'd this come from and uh, uh and the whole speaking of uh dave Grohl, like have you been watching him, his little, I, you're probably too busy to, to see some of the things with the, the Nandy Bushel from the UK, the drummer. Girl. I've seen some of it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh God. When I didn't get your text message earlier saying you were ready to do it, I was watching the, uh, the video that she put out this week of, of her actually chatting with Dave Grohl, like, you know, over zoom or whatever the fuck it was. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. No, it's amazing. Cause he conceded the drum battle on a uh, Colbert the other day. That's funny. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, I'm um, speaking of also sidebar sidebar. Um, I when I was down my uh, YouTube rabbit hole last night, I also saw a video of Dave Grohl and his daughter, where his daughter is singing "When We Were Young" by Adele. Yes. Man, yes, <laughs> she did a good job with that. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and it's so awesome. And that was one of the things was uh, uh, with that 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 uh, uh, Nandy. I got a fucking the name of, but uh, he said when I come, we come back to the UK. 
you have to come to the show and you have to jam with us on stage. And she was like, oh my gosh, yes. And, uh, he's like, and it's gotta be the closer because I can't bring you on early in the show because everything else will be downhill from there. Yeah. Like just so fucking cute. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, he they do that though at shows quite a bit where they'll bring somebody on stage. When I saw him in Champagne a few years ago, they brought this dude from the crowd up. They they started, they, they were like, you're going to sing Tom Sawyer by Rush. And the okay. guy came up and I mean, he did a pretty decent job. He didn't know all the words to the song, but the band played it. He sang it. And I mean, the crowd was just going crazy over it. So they do like to play with the crowd and do special stuff like that, which is awesome. You, you always like it when there's something that you can be like, that's something special that happened at the show I was at. And then it didn't ever happen again, which is always cool. You know, what's funny about Dave Grohl is that back and forth documentary, uh, the Foo Fighters one that came out around the same time PJ 20 did, I guess, probably four or five years ago. It was for wasting light, wasn't it? Like kind of uh, leading. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, like, like you can tell how driven Dave Grohl is and, and like, he won't let anything stand in the way of, of his art. Uh, you know, like the drummer, the drummer situation and uh, 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 the guitar situation before Chris got in the band. But I, God damn it. He just seems like the nicest fucking dude in the world. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's definitely, in my opinion, probably the face of rock now. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so back to the song, shame, shame. Yeah. Is, uh, uh, did you, have you had a chance to watch the video for this yet? No. With the, with the burning coffin. That was the thing no. that like, uh, he did some Instagram live thing on, on with the the woman that's in the video with him. Uh, the, the, it's crazy. The idea for that video came from a dream I had when I was like 14 or 15 that I've remembered my entire life. He told NME and ME of the inspiration behind the clip. I was standing at the bottom of this hill and there was this coffin on fire next to this dead tree. And I ran up the hill to rescue whoever was in the coffin, but I couldn't get my hands on it because it was on fire. I stood there filled with anxiety and fear, but I've remembered it my entire fucking life and never knew what it meant. And, uh, and he, in the videos visually amazing. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I'll have to check it out, but yeah, that, yeah. that story is interesting too. And when I read that earlier this week, and then I read the lyrics of the song, I don't see the, the, I don't see it in the song as much as I, as I probably should that it's based on it, but it doesn't really feel like it's a giant part of the song if that makes sense. Well, yes and no. I mean, the shame, shame, shame part uh, can be like the fact that he couldn't save the person in the coffin. Sure. Uh, uh, but, but there's, I, I mean, yeah, but he got, he does, you know, jump around in it. Like uh, I'll be the war at your door. Come and let me in. I'll be the one, be the moon, be the sun, be the rain in your song. Go and put that record on. Mm-hmm. Like that, that seems almost sort of positive, but the, uh, the shame, shame part. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, 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 it, yeah. It's an interesting uh, interpretation of um, what the song's about the way that he wrote it. I, I don't think you would, you certainly wouldn't know that by, by listening to the song, you'd never pick up on the meaning of it on your own. Oh no, no. And, and again, because it sounds so different and so mm-hmm. kind of uh, uh, again, Bowie ish talking heads ish sort of, you know, like different vibe flaming lips almost sometimes too. Uh, but yeah, it's cool, and and the, and the fact that they, these were the two singles, first singles off of the two ba- bands' albums, you know, uh, Pearl Jam and, and Foo Fighters, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's almost like, you know, they were doing it on purpose. But 
I don't, I can't imagine that they actually knew what the fuck the other one was doing. But. Right. Yeah. They, I don't, I don't, you've never heard that they're like good buddies or anything like that. Oh, Dave Grohl and Eddie Better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Are they good buddies? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, back in the nineties, uh, Mike Watt, who was the basis for, I think the Minutemen, uh, this, you know, legendary punk band, uh, 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 against the seventies, they used to play that song on the radio. It, you probably don't remember it, but Eddie better had a sing on that song, uh, but they went on tour. Uh, and, and, uh, and Mike asked Eddie Vedder and Dave Grohl to come with him. And Eddie Vedder said, uh, yeah, but can my wife's band hovercraft who he was part of, uh, open up for you? And he was like, yeah, cool. And Dave Grohl said, you know, this was the inception of Foo Fighters. He's like, yeah, I'd love to do it, but let, let my band Foo Fighters open up for you. He was like, yeah, okay, great. So it was Foo Fighters, Hovercraft, and Mike Watt playing, and then Eddie Vedder and uh, Dave Grohl played in Mike Watt's band at the end of the show. Oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's really neat. <laughs> so, yeah, huh? I bet that was a fun tour to see. Oh, I, I wish I would have seen. That. I've got I've got a copy copy of uh, one of the shows on vinyl, but uh, yeah, no, it's, we couldn't yeah. go see tours at that point. That something like that would have been going on. We didn't even know how to drive to Springfield. So no, that's true. We were afraid <laughs> Benny would have made it. <laughs> All right. Next song on the list um, is a song that I actually uh, woke up with in my head this morning. It was really weird. Um, I guess I've listened to this playlist way too much this week or something, because I think I was singing the song as I as I woke up from being asleep. So go ahead. It's, it's your uh, pick. It's it, it, from uh, Reunion, Jason Isbell and the 400 Units uh, album that came out in, I think, March or something like that. It's uh, the first single, Be Afraid. Oh my God, it's so good. It's unlike most of his stuff too. It's like, it's a real rocker. Like if you could tell he was angry when he wrote this fucking song. Uh, and there's so many great lines. So many great lines. As Bill explained to Austin City Limits Live that he's trying to inspire his listeners to be themselves and as loudly as possible. He added, I don't know if I'm in any position to do that, but I think if we're going to make any progress as a society, then people have to be brave enough to say what they feel. Going back to dance with their bones too. It's uh, it's so fucking good. I think more songs need to be like this, <laughs> you know, not, not necessarily how the song sounds or anything like that, but the, but the message of the song too let people speak up from whatever is going on in their life or whatever it is that they have. This is, this is a good, this is a good anthem for people. We, honestly, we've been testing you and you failed to see how long that you could sit with the truth, but you failed. Oh, that's so good. And, uh, okay. So again, another one of the lines that, that, uh, uh that I love words of that. Tell the truth enough you'll find it rhymes with everything. How fucking good is that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a good, uh, it's a good message for this year and just, for, and just in general, but, uh, but especially for this year, this is a, this is, yeah. And if your words add up to nothing, then you're making a choice to sing a cover when you need a battle cry. How fucking great is that? Be afraid, be very afraid, do it anyway. It's so fucking good. You need to check out more of his shit. I uh, do. I do. Everything that you've brought on here or you've told me to listen to, I've liked. So I do need to listen to, to more of it. Um, I think uh, with this, with this song in general, it, it, uh, 
I, I, I can't quite put into words how I'm how I'm trying to uh, what I'm what I'm thinking about it, but it's basically like this song fits 2020 so well because it, it is a year that everybody's been afraid, but you do have to just kind of brush it aside and keep moving forward and maybe start that new thing because you've. I mean, I mean, you've lost your job or, or whatever the case may be this year. It's a, I think it's a great song to keep people motivated. They, they just need to, they or, just need to have it. Or, or you're stuck at home feeling mm-hmm. lonely and, mm-hmm. and, and isolated and, uh, and, you know, things don't feel the way that they're supposed to feel because mm-hmm. of that, you know, like, don't be scared mm-hmm. to take a chance and, and 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 you know i'm not talking about not wearing a mask and horse shit like that <laughs> you know i'm talking about uh you know like like now's <laughs> the time to learn more about yourself and, yeah. and 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 like this like what we started doing this this mm-hmm. fucking zoom call every week yeah yeah no it's because i was so scared to start doing this because i don't like the sound of my voice and you know, like I've got anxiety and insecurities and all that shit like that. But uh, when we started talking about it, and I said, okay, well, I'm going to drink when we do the show and I'm not going <laughs> to try to pretend like I'm not going to swear because I'm just going to do it. And he said, fuck it. All right, let's go. <laughs> and it's been fun. It's been a blast. I liked it better when uh, we would tape them at night and I could have a couple of drinks too. It just seems weird to have a drink at seven o'clock in the morning here. So well, I'll be glad when you're not in Germany anymore. <laughs> I, I got less than a month, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, no, I, I also like the vibe of this song too. I think I've got my thoughts together better. It was hard to kind of articulate it into words though, because this year's just been so messed up that, that I I like that he's saying it's okay to be scared, just get past it and, and, uh, and do it because you're going to, you're going to like the thing on the other side a lot better if you do, but it's okay to be, to be, you know, petrified, you know, of what, what it is you're going to do. So good message. Absolutely. See, every one of us is counting dice that he didn't roll, and the loser is the last to ask for help. Going back to like the conversation we had last week, you know, it's a uh, yeah, no, it's we won't shut up and sing. Tell the truth enough, you'll find that rhymes with everything. I fucking love that line. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So, um, this you know, we we took this show in kind of a strange direction this week with uh, we got a couple of. Uh, last minute songs in and one of them was by our friend Richie that uh um pointed out that there's a song that's being played down in St. Louis quite a bit the area where he lives and it, it I'm not sure do you know how to say this band's name correctly I believe I can say it right but I'm not positive I'm gonna say it's Palais Royale Royale okay Palais Royale I've never heard it said out loud but, yeah uh, but that, that was lonely. that was my guess too and I love the album title The Bastards Yes, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> this song gave a lot of like uh, emo, uh, My Chemical Romance vibes uh, to me. Uh, it, 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 you know, like it, it's catchy as hell. You know, uh, he he jumped in with this. Uh, 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 you know, sent us a message on it before we finalized the playlist because we had another song that was kind of floating in there that we wanted to add. And uh, and at first, I was just like, wow, this is such. Uh, an emo song like like man like maybe 20 years ago i could have related to it but then but then you sit and listen to it and you you know looking at the notes and everything uh people need shit like this mm-hmm. you know they, they need to know they're not alone you know it's 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 depressing and it's dark uh it's got a great beat just like a lot of the my chemical romance shit does but uh but yeah it's a, it's 
it's a great song and it's different. Like, I, I, again, like I said, my first thought was to maybe dismiss it a little bit, but then it, then the more and more I listened to it, I was, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's really well written and well, really well done. And well, catch and the, well, and the meaning of it, um, basically about being a kid and about the physical and mental abuse he and his brothers went through as kids when you put that context in it too it also changes the way you feel about the song because it makes it much more emotional yeah and 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 and, and to be a kid and to feel that way uh and to hear somebody else articulate it in a way like this band did with this song you know that's so important like that's the reason pearl jam means so much to me is like it, or, you know like it's just like oh shit this is you know what i think too that sort of thing you know uh it's it's a it's it's a really good song and this would have been one of those dumb songs that we would have uh, not dumb songs this would have been one of those songs where we would have been dumb and just running around in bed and singing it out loud not even realizing you know what it means to a lot of people i think I, the line that really messed with me when I was reading through it was this shit messes with my head. The only home I know is my bed too lazy for suicide. I just watched the days pass hoping to die. Wow. I mean, from a kid's perspective to have that kind of, uh, that kind of a thought that's, that's very, um, Hmm. That's it's very like sad. Who, it's very sad. Like who would show, but that no one would go, Hey dad, would you show up for me now? Just bury your little boy in the ground. Like God, Damn. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of kids that feel this way. And that's unfortunate that this goes on in society as much as it does. But and, yeah. and going back to the, the, what we talked about last week, like, I, I don't know who, who the fuck is listening to the show most of the time, but, uh, uh, you know, like, don't be afraid or ashamed of, you know, your feelings or your emotions, like the real, you know, Tell somebody. Well, if you're being if you're being abused, get you know, reach out to somebody, get help because you don't have to put up with that. So, absolutely, yeah, that's that's wild, and it's easy to say that. It's it's the easiest thing to say. Why don't they leave? Well, it's not that. It's not. There's so many psychological and emotional layers that go with that. That it's not not that easy. But but as a as the previous song says, be be afraid, be very afraid, but go ahead and move forward anyway. You know, that's uh, that's maybe maybe use that song as your anthem when you're in a situation like that. That's perfect. That's absolutely perfect, Sean, the way you did that. Uh, you know, sing a, don't sing a cover, sing a battle cry. You know, stick up for yourself. You know, the truth rhymes with everything. Yeah, thanks, for, thanks, Richie, for that pick, though, because I liked this song a lot, and I think it yeah. fit well in yeah. this show. So, yeah. Uh, so, ending side A, Sean. Yes, ending side A with the with the song on the playlist that is by far the most fun song, I think, of all of them. Um, it is the most ass kicker in your face, you know, fun rock song that we, one of the more fun rock songs that we've had on any playlist in season one, but it's by the struts and Tom Morello. And I had not heard this song until last Sunday when we decided we were going to do a 2020 playlist, but man, this song is just, uh, this is, this song's a lot of fun. I love this fucking song. Uh, and, and I remember it said featuring Tom Morello. And, uh, you know, so it's playing through and, you know, the struts and their very British accents and everything. <laughs> very and British accents. Songs. And uh, uh, Satin. <laughs> he says Satin at some point instead of certain. And, uh, uh, but it was like, okay, well, featuring Tom Morello, you can hear a little like beep and boop Tom Morello stuff throughout the song. But then when the solo kicks in, 
and it's like obviously fucking Tom Morello. It's fucking great. It's so good. It fits the song so well. Yeah, this song's great. I the beginning of it, which I just played, almost had a little bit of a voodoo child buzz to it. Yes, you know, yeah. and it just um. I love his voice <laughs> with the way you, you were talking about the way he says some things, some words in his British accent that just, uh, it just makes the song even that much more fun. It's so fucking punk and bratty. Yeah. You know, like not brat. That's probably not the right word, but, uh, uh, it's filled with attitude, that accent somehow. Like I just fucking love it. Yeah. Fucking. It's probably like the sex pistol sort of vibe uh, thing, uh, but it's so fucking good. Yeah. I, I don't really have like, a great deep meaning for this song or anything like that. No, it's just fun. No, it's just fun as fuck. Absolutely. Yeah. This yeah. Is, this would have been one of those, you know, screaming out fucking Benny's windows. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. I uh, I can't help but notice I'm talking with my hands a lot. That's all right. I know, but the Italian in me that you know, like hey. <laughs> 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 And, and it's funny is we're I, I mean obviously we're on zoom so we can see each other yeah but uh, uh you know but even if we were just on a phone call i would probably be doing this yeah <laughs> that's funny uh just a great song and a great it way is. to end side a it is it, it's fun i i do like um you know just some of the some of the lyrics in here are pretty funny too but um it, it the the line that he says hit me up and you can call for sex keep in mind i like to be impressed i'll only have you in your sunday best that line just absolutely cracked me the fuck up I, <laughs> yeah. but one yeah. thing's for satin you should take your time <laughs> to think me through because every rumor that you've heard is true yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's it's it's a fun song. Listen to if you just want to have some fun and you just want to literally rock out in your car or you know whatever. This is a great song to do it. And Tom Morello's solo, which I didn't play enough of the song to hear that, but his solo is really good in this song too. Baby, don't you cry. It's fine if I die too soon. Not afraid to admit I'd only be scared if I had never lived. I'm your royal child born under blood red moon. So yeah. fucking good. Yeah. So that I think that does it for side A. Um, yes. we've got five more songs for side B, which will be released on Wednesday morning. And, uh, we'll, uh, until then see you next time here on Sean and D's good tape.